Hi, and welcome back to season five of That's What She Did podcast. We're dedicated to amplifying the voices of the women leaders, innovators, and rebels you don't already know. We highlight everyday women who are impacting today's social issues, while also centering the voices of women of color. In short, we curate the stories of brilliant women. This season, we're bringing you Women Who Disrupt. Each episode, you're going to hear from an impactful and inspiring woman who push your thinking, challenge your assumptions, and most importantly, inspire you to find a way to create impact in your corner of the world. I'm Tangier Renee, creator and host of That's What She Did. Thank you for joining me and your fellow inspiration junkies as we learn from and connect with today's brilliant women. Hey friends, you're listening to season five, episode one of That's What She Did podcast, and I'm your host, Tanji Renee. Welcome back for another season of the podcast. I'm so excited and grateful to have you here, and I cannot wait to jump into this episode because I'm so excited about what our guest is doing. She's making game-changing differences in the world by just teaching what she knows and definitely disrupting an entire industry in a totally unexpected way. So let me introduce you. This week, I have for you Terry Ijeoma. Terry began her professional career in education and nonprofit. She's a former teacher and school principal, but she started trading stocks about nine years ago and initially just thought of it as an opportunity to supplement her income. However, she was so successful with her so-called side hustle that she was able to quit her job for good in 2017. Since then, she's been traveling the world and began trading full time. While traveling, Terry was constantly asked from others about how she learned to successfully trade in the stock market. And of course, they wanted her to teach them too. So she set up and taught her first class in Thailand, a second one in Vietnam, and soon had a fully fledged curriculum created by the time she got back to the United States. Terry now offers an online curriculum that shares her investing strategies with people all over the world. She partners with organizations and companies to train and empower individuals to achieve financial freedom and build wealth through investing in her course called Trade and Travel. We're going to be talking about it today. It's pretty cool stuff and I can't wait to take the class. You can join me in taking the class by just clicking on the link in the show notes and it'll take you right there to get started. Let's jump into the episode and learn all about what Terry's doing in the world. Hey there, my inspiration junkies. Welcome back to That's What She Did podcast. I'm super excited about our guest, Terry Ijeoma with itradeandtravel.com. She is working on disrupting the investing space for people of color, and I think it's really exciting. And we're going to have that talk about what does it mean? Why does the investing space even need to be disrupted? So we are going to do that conversation today. Thank you again for joining us on season five of That's What She Did podcast. Let's get started. Terry, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. And, you know, listeners, you should know that Terry is joining us all the way from South Africa on her world travels. And she uh, carved out some time from the fun schedule to do some work with us. (laughs) 
Yes, yes. It is nighttime here. I don't know when you guys are listening to the podcast, but there's like an eight hour difference. But I'm so excited to still talk because I feel like there's just so much to talk about. There really is. Terry, why don't you start out by talking about, I know you're in investing now, specifically the stock market, but you didn't start there. As I understand it, you don't have a background in finance. You found your way into the field. So let us know how, where did it all begin for you? Where did you start? Sure. So I actually was introduced to the stock market back in high school. My senior year of high school, I did this summer program and they took us to the Chicago Board of Exchange and basically the Chicago stock market. And that was my first exposure to, oh my God, look at all these people making money and they're like making their money work for them. Oh my God. (laughs) But I actually kind of just threw that on the back burner because when I got home, I was so excited. Like that was the year Google IPO'd. And that means like they came onto the, the stock market when I was a senior in high school. And I remember wanting so badly to invest, but nobody around me knew how to do it. So we didn't know how to open an account. We didn't know how to even see like the stock value. We didn't know anything. So I remember telling my grandmother, but because we didn't know anything, we missed that opportunity. So just imagine back then Google was $83 a share. Now it's over $1,500 a share. My life could have been so different had we just known how to work these things called stocks. But as I said, I kind of put it on the back burner. And then I went to college, I went to MIT, and I studied management there. And so I also did an internship on Wall Street at Morgan Stanley. So I I had kind of heard about this stock thing, got a little bit more familiar with it. But then I actually took a total left turn and went into education. I, it's like so weird. I, I did consulting and then one of our clients is education. So I got really passionate about helping kids to have equal education and just forgot about it for about 10 years until I got to a place where my job started sucking. And I was like, this is, this is not going to work. I need an extra strategy. These kids are getting on my nerves. My bosses are getting on my nerves. Like I got to do something different. And then I remembered back to, oh wait, there's this thing called stocks. And If I could just make $300 a day, I can replace my income. So that's what I started working towards. And I finally became successful. So that's how this all started. So how long did it take you to be successful? It took me, so I actually traded for about six years trying to figure it out on my own. And I had just heard one of my realtor friends talk about, oh, I invested in, it was right after the housing crash, you know, the market had crashed. And he was like, I invested in this one stock and it's been doing so well for me. And he said that enough times that I was like, well, I could do that. So I went and I opened up an E-Trade account. And I said, well, you know what? I'm going to try. But y'all, I didn't know what I was doing. So for about six years, I was just playing around trying to figure it out. Finally, though, after the sixth year, I took some courses. And after those courses, it took about a year to really get consistent and see some gains. Mm -hmm. I would suggest that to to anybody. Like like recently, everyone's been trying to get into the stock market because the commissions went free. So everyone's like, oh, I'm going to open a Robinhood account and I'm going to open a... (laughs) A e-trade account and I highly recommend that to everybody but guys like when you're first starting you you don't really know what you're doing and it can be really easy to lose money 
So it's better to take some courses, learn how to do it. I have a course, Trade and Travel. My students are learning how to do it so that they can protect their risk. Then you can become a good trader. That's a really great point, Terry. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, I've played around with some of those apps and I played around with the ones where you just like, don't play with real money. You play with (laughs) pretend money. And after a week, I was like, this is really hard and I clearly don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) So I got rid of it. Yes, exactly. You know, one thing I want to ask you about is sort of switching gears a little bit is specifically your thoughts around the racial wealth gap. Because here's why I asked this question. So just this week, I was on a panel of entrepreneurs of color and the discussion came up around the racial wealth gap. And one of the panelists was talking about how you know, a key thing in eliminating the racial wealth gap in the United States, at least, is home ownership, uh, specifically for Black people and how we need to get millennials owning more homes. And there was a bit of a debate that happened where sort of the older generation in the room was like, it's all about home ownership. And then the younger people in the room were like, well, it's really, the the problem is really income. Like, don't talk to me about home ownership yet, because there's several steps that need to happen before that. And As millennials, our incomes are stagnant. It's really hard to break past a certain point, which I think is why you see the gig economy being as strong as it is and and continuing to grow. Even myself, (laughs) I still do gigs, certain like consulting gigs because it supplements my income. And so I'm curious to know, do you think, like, what are your thoughts on, on that overall? And do you think investing is one of those things, investing in the stock market, which can be volatile, is one of those things that is a stepping stone in changing or eliminating the racial wealth gap in the U.S.? Whoa, I have so many thoughts on mm-hmm. this. So first, talking to the point of there being a income gap between like where we need to be in order to be able to retire early and have financial independence and financial freedom. Like I've been hearing a lot about the FIRE movement. What's FIRE movement? It is something, something, retire early. Financially, something, y'all. I'm tired. (laughs) But (laughs) there's there's this whole movement lately of being able to generate enough money to be able to retire early. However, a lot of us don't make enough money in the first place to save up a nest egg that would allow us to do it. Mm -hmm. And like we've seen so many reports from, like there was one report I saw recently where Black women are the fastest growing population of building businesses. However, our income is like less than 40000 on those businesses. Mm-hmm. So we're still not really making a lot of money on these businesses that we're starting. I saw another, of course, being here in South Africa, there's a lot of things on just disparities between races and how although we now have freedom, we can't really utilize that freedom because we don't own it. We don't own the land. We don't own the businesses. We don't have enough money to actually take advantage of this freedom. So I completely agree that there is an income gap just all over the world, not even just in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And I do agree, though, that investing is a way for us to level the playing field. Because when you're investing in the stock market, it really is between just you and the stock market. There's no middleman. There's no manager. There's no ceiling. So it is a way to have like a level playing field as long as you know what you're doing. So I I definitely think that this is a way to help us even in that gig economy. And then on the idea of houses versus 
businesses and income. Mm -hmm. I have some thoughts on that too, because I actually am a real estate broker, like a managing broker in Texas. And I've been a real estate broker almost as long as I've been a trader of stocks and options. And, and what I will say is one thing that people don't talk about enough when they're thinking about home ownership, owning a home also comes with a lot of debt. So you have to usually put forward a big lump sum sum for your closing costs and your down payment. And then what people don't talk about is, although yes, you're building equity, your mortgage usually doesn't really start building equity until 10 years in. The first 10 years, you're paying the bank. Like all of your payments are going to interest. Like one of the big things I've been doing lately is trying to pay off my home. And what I realized is I've had my home for 12 years and I've only paid down about $2,000 on the actual mortgage. Can you believe that? Like I've paid the bank over $120,000, but only $2,000 has gone towards the mortgage because of the interest rate. So yeah, like I actually encourage people like build your income. And then if you're thinking about buying a home, it needs to be your forever home. And I probably sound like a contradiction because I own investment properties. But guys, it's really not making as much money as if I would have worked that money in the stock market. Now I probably preach like learn how to make your money work, Mm -hmm. whether that's investing in a business, investing in stocks, investing in yourself, like try to make that money work before you just dump it into an investment property. Then I might be contrary. Sorry to all those who disagree. Hi friends, it's me, Tangia Renee, dropping in to invite you to our two-year anniversary and Women's History Month live show. It's going to be an all-around celebration. And if you're in the Denver area on March 26th, we'll be at the Riveter in the Rhino Arts District. For this live podcasting event, we're doing something special. We're calling it Masterclass Minis, where we bring back a few of our most popular guests to update us on what they're doing next, and they share with us what they want everyone to know about becoming a woman of impact. Come to build new connections or come to learn from brilliant women. Either way, we're going to have a blast. So be there or be square. Tickets available on Eventbrite, but space is limited. So do not wait. Follow the link in the show notes and make sure you join us on March 26th at 6 p.m. I'll see you there. Smooches. Yeah, no, I, there's definitely a lot of open debate about this, which was evident in, you know, on the panel that I was on this week. I just think it's a lot of times it's a generational difference in the world that we live in now economically is very different than it was 30 years ago. You know, the amount of debt that we have that you almost have to take on sometimes just to be able to make ends meet or to get the education you need to get, you know, what have you is it's just a much different context than it was 30 years ago. I mean, (laughs) what I think about like people who are sort of the boomer generation and and how much it costs them to go to college, I'm like, don't talk to me about why I have a student loan when it costs you $20,000 to get an entire degree. (laughs) That was your books and your housing and everything. It wasn't just tuition. And now, you know, we're seeing... I still have a student loan. I'm still like, okay, still working on it. Yeah. And some of the student loans, especially if you've gotten your master's degree, 
you're literally paying a mortgage payment every month yep. to pay for your student loans. And that like the same kind of interest that you would see in a mortgage, you're going to see that same interest on that student loan. So it takes quite a bit of time mm -hmm. to really pay it off. I feel you. So once you made the transition from employee to investor, what did that look like for you and how has it changed your life? How has it changed things? Girl, I am totally unemployable now. Like I, I can't even imagine having a boss. Like if my boss had any control over my vacation time or even pretended like they were going to say no when I requested to be off, like I'd be out of there. <laughs> what it has done is it has shown me, let me back up before I tell you that. So as soon as I realized that I could make $300 a day, I had to decide whether I would go back to school for another year and ended up telling my boss no, and then immediately started traveling around the world. So I spent a month in South Korea, a month in Thailand, I visited Pan, went to Australia for a while, Fiji, then came back home for a little bit, finished up a master's, and then went on the road again. I was in Israel, Italy, Greece, just all over. And what it showed me was, one, just like how priceless your freedom mm -hmm. is being able to manage your own schedule being able to have flexibility like there were so many things like my grandmother actually passed away in january and i was able to be there before she passed but just that flexibility like i didn't have to ask my boss for time i didn't have to ask somebody else like hey can i go now i could just go because as a trader, you can take that anywhere. It's a work from anywhere business. As long as I have my cell phone, I can still make money. I think that's really what I've gotten, like that flexibility and freedom to be my own boss, to make moves when I want to, like that has been huge. And then in general, I've also been able to give back a lot. Like I gave a six-figure check to my church this year so that they could do some really cool ministry things. And it made me feel empowered. And then it made me feel like, wow, this can really change lives. Like this can really make a difference. When did you, you took your experience of how it was impacting your life. When did you turn it into a course that began teaching other people? Great question. So in about my second month on the road, the people that I was traveling with kept asking me to go to coffee. And they were like, oh, Terry, can we sit down with you and go to coffee? And of course, every coffee meeting was, Terry, we need you to teach us how to trade. We want to learn how, how <laughs> to make our money work for us. Like, we love what you're doing. We just want to know how to do it. And so about the third coffee invitation, I was like, look, guys, okay, fine. We're going to go to this co-working space and I'm going to teach a class. So I put together some slides and I was an intro to the stock market class. And my first one was in Thailand. And so I went and we did the class and they loved it. And they were like, oh my God, we've got to do this again. <laughs> so I ended up doing another one in Vietnam and they really liked it there. And then they started asking me, is this going to be a series? And I said, no, like you all asked me for this thing. I was just doing this one class. This was not be an ongoing thing. Like I'm supposed to be having my freedom, living my life, doing my own thing. <laughs> You're like, I didn't sign up to be a teacher again, y'all. <laughs> exactly. I was trying to like not have any strings attached and they're like trying to make me do this thing every month. So I got back home and turns out all my friends had been, been looking at my pictures on Instagram. So then they started asking me when I was going to teach them, like, oh, you did a class in Thailand. We know you're going to teach us. 
So I did a class in May of 2018. It was really recent. Uh, May of 2018, set up this pop-up intro to the stock market class and like 71 people showed up. And when that happened, I said, okay, this is a thing. And I had heard something like, hey, you know, you should pre-sell your course and see if anybody's interested. So during that pop-up, I said, oh, and I also have an online course. Girl, I didn't have nobody's course. I just wanted to see if anybody would pay for it. And like two people paid for it. So now I was like, oh, shoot, now I got to go build this course. <laughs> no, but, but it means that there's a market somewhere out there. You just have to find how to talk to them. <laughs> yes, yes. And so built it out and now it's turned into what it is now. Like there's over 900 students in the course. People, like I recently had my first student quit his job and just start trading full time. I've had several students that have like made like, man, they're making like $2,000 in a day, $7,000 in a day. It is changing their families. They're like going on. One guy, he did a wedding renewal off of his trading money. And so it was just like, wow. Like, and he went to Greece, mind you. Like he's really trading and traveling. Like it's, it's really cool. That is really cool. Hey friends, this episode is brought to you by Trade and Travel, a game-changing online course created by our episode one guest, Terry Egioma, founder of Invest with Terry. Terry is on a mission to teach at least a thousand people how to make a thousand dollars per day. Imagine what you could do with an extra thousand dollars in a month, let alone making that much in a single day. That's why I'm excited that Terry has made her game-changing program, Trade and Travel, widely available. I'm going to take the course and you can take it too. All you have to do is use the link in the show notes to get access to the course now. Let's learn how to make a thousand dollars in a day together. I mean, who couldn't use an extra thousand dollars? I know I can. I mean, who am I? Mike Bloomberg? Of course I could use an extra thousand dollars. People who have taken the course are actually able to quit their jobs so they can travel the world with all the money they've made learning how to master the stock market. And I'm not ashamed to say that I want that life. You guys, let's trade and travel together. Just click on the link in the show notes and get started now. Use link bit.ly forward slash she did invest to learn how to get started with trade and travel. One thing that sticks out to me is, you know, I want to return to specifically the disruption piece. And as you're talking about how you got started and now you are creating a way for other people to get started, what stands out to me is access to the fields. And like you, like I was in high school, I took like one elective class that talked about the stock market. And I remember it being like, yeah, that's cool. But I had no access after that. Mm-hmm. Still, even like I've played with these apps and it still feels like a big mystery to me. So when you think about the investing space as a whole, what do you think needs to change most there? Yes. So I don't want to turn anybody off by saying this, but I think been like a, a good old boys club like mm-hmm. the image on it is like, oh, that's for like wealthy, older white men. And even now, like most of the classes I've taken have been taught by wealthy, older white men. So it, <laughs> I guess there's some truth to it. But I think that 
a lot of it is how do we make this simple so that anybody can understand it? A lot of people feel like they need to know a lot of math or something like that. And that's not true. The stock market is more so like a negotiation between buyers and sellers. So if you're able to go to Macy's and look for the clearance section, that's what we're doing in the stock market. We're just like finding stocks on sale. So it's really just how do you break it down so people understand it? And then there's like these other myths that like, oh, the stock market is a gamble, but it's really not. We actually can put in stop losses to protect ourselves from losing. We can do equations to figure out if something is profitable. Like we can know beforehand if this trade, it has a high chance of being profitable or not. And I know that sounds like a lot of numbers, but the point of it is a lot of the myths that we've thought about investing for a long time are actually just that. They're myths. They're not true. But you need somebody that looks like you and can talk like you for some of us to really understand it. We don't have some older uncle that can tell us what to do or somebody else. We just need, like you said, we need access. So we need somebody on the inside that can really explain it. Mm-hmm. How did you get access though with that first class? Where did you find it? I found it. So I found it online. And then there was another one that I did in person. I do have to admit, a lot of the things that I bring into my trading, now that I think back, some of the classes that I took at MIT, like economics, I took three years of economics and did international economics in Spain. Like I studied abroad in Spain for a semester. At the end of the day, stocks are all about, like I said, buyers and sellers. So we're looking for like supply zones and demand zones. I actually learned that in economics. Then another course that I took in college was probability. Some things that we think are just by luck. There's a mathematician that actually has a formula that tells you exactly how probable every single piece of that is. Like even from you meeting somebody else on the bus that has a yellow shirt, he can tell you the probability of that. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I took two classes of that in school. So I went to these, I took an online class for stocks, but then I, I think I mixed it with some of the things that I knew from college. And that's how I now have my own trading plan and my own strategy. So when you think about the investing space as a whole, what you've learned over what it's been nine years now, 10 years since you've been trading, 2020, 10 10 years, years. 10 years since you've been trading, how and your approach to it and what you're doing now with your courses, how are you in what way disrupting this space? I think a couple things. One, so we're teaching a thousand people to make a thousand dollars a day. And my mom always teases, like, when they figure out that you're teaching all these Black people how to make money, they're going to try to shut you down. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, but it's like, well. (laughs) Like, we're disrupting the space because we're teaching all these people of color. And it's everybody. We're teaching women. It's not just, I don't want to say that it's like just, just Black people. Actually, it's women, millennials, young people, people of color, but like, We're giving all these people who didn't have access behind the veil access, and now they're actually making money with the system. So I saw something recently where the president, Donald Trump, was going to, like he's proposing in his new budget that a portion of everybody's income can be tax-free if they want to invest in the stock market with it. 
And so like we're disrupting the space because I think when they thought about that thing in the budget, they were like, oh, only certain type of people can really take advantage of this. But we're Mm -hmm. opening it up so that no, everybody will be able to take advantage of this and we will all know how to do it well. We won't lose all our money when we do it. Like, I think that's where I'm disrupting the space. I'm just giving access to a lot of people that didn't have access. Yeah, that's fascinating to me. Do you have many yet international students? I do. I do. I actually had this one call recently, like we had these orientation calls and two of the girls on the call were from Germany and they were both shocked that each other were on the call. They were like, what? You're in Germany? I'm in Germany. (laughs) Um, And really, I have students all over the world. I think part of it is because I started as a traveler. So I've attracted a lot of travelers because, you know, like they're the way I trade is that we take the profits early. Like we don't, it's not a long-term retirement trading. It's like, no, what money can you get every week, every month? And so they can use it to afford to travel. So I have like a lot of international teachers that are in the class because, you know, they're making this money and they don't have a lot of expenses. So how do they make that grow? Mm-hmm. So yeah, quite a few international students. So have you heard from from some of your students about how it's changed their lives? I know you said that there was one guy that he went on a honeymoon or something or, or what? <laughs> So, okay, so I have Jason, Jason and Robin, they actually went on a honeymoon recently paying using the money that they made from trading. And so they did a renewal of their vows in Greece. Mm. I have another lady who she actually has been paying for her kids, their daycare and just um, a lot of different things. And, And it was a burden for her. Like she has two nephews that her sister passed away and she had to start taking care of the nephews. So when she first came to me, she was like, Carrie, I need need more money to be able to take care of them. And now she posts all the time. She's making like $2,600 in a day. And that allowed her to then go like hang out with her nephews. She's just like, Terry, this has revolutionized my life. Like I now feel safe and confident that I can support these kids. So it's been, it's been awesome. One of my students, James, he just quit his job. He's been on his job for 16 years, but he started making $1,000 in a day. And he was like, wait, I, I want more quality time with my family. And this is going to allow me to have more quality time. And I, I can leave this job that I've been having for a while. And, and I don't encourage everybody to leave your job. Like mm-hmm. some of it's just supplemental income. Just the fact that you have that option is really cool. Yeah, that's amazing. 17 years he was on a job that he just left. I can't imagine yeah. doing one job for 17 years, honestly. <laughs> Well, and it was 16 years, but girl, my limit is like three. Every, when I get to about three years, things start falling apart. Same, same. (laughs) Every single time I've had a job at at about that mark, my boss is like, why are you here? You clearly don't want to be here. And I'm like, true, goodbye. That's when I start getting like the the feedback and the improvement plans. And I'm like, what happened? Last year I was doing great. (laughs) Now all of a sudden, yeah. What would you say you've learned the most? What are your biggest lessons from being in the space at this point? So some of the lessons that I'm learning right now are, and like this is a random one, but I think it will help someone. Like, so like the air conditioning in my room broke and it works but it's not getting cold. And I learned that there's a difference between something working and something being effective. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like for a long time in my careers, I was working. I was working really hard. I was trying to please people. I was trying to make it work, but I wasn't happy. And I think it's because I wasn't really effectively like using my skill set. It wasn't effective. Like I was working hard, but I wasn't being effective. I'm learning that it's okay to try to search for things that make you happy. It's okay to search for things where you are actually effective. It's okay to, to look for things that are in your skill set. And those things can actually bring you prosperity. Mm-hmm. I think for a long time, I felt trapped in my work and I felt like there were no other options. And so now that I'm a trader, I do feel like there's more options. There's definitely more more options. Like I, I feel the freedom to be able to leave things that aren't working. Yeah, I think that's really good. That's a really good point. It is. You know, there's a lot of talk right now just sort of in the internet of things about the economy, the current state of the economy, the current state of the stock market, and a lot of predictions saying we are due for a recession and a recession is coming. And I think this is one of the things that makes the stock market feel scary to a lot of people is the ease in which you can lose money. (laughs) So, I mean, what do you do in a situation like this where the economy has been really good, but there is a projected downturn coming and a lot of your money is tied up in the stock market? What is your response for that scenario? I actually have a whole course on risk management. So we do a few things to protect ourselves. And I think this is where a lot of traders are just not educated. Mm -hmm. So as I was mentioning, there's order types that you can put into your trade, like into your trade called stop loss orders. And those will actually, if the stock market starts going down, you've lost more than your risk tolerance. It will actually get you out of the trade so you can protect your money. So do know that there's some ways to actually protect yourself. You don't have to worry about losing too much because we actually can teach you how to put in order types. Also, I think one myth is that you can only make money when the market is going up. And recently, like in the last two weeks, I've made over like $120,000 trading when the market was going down. And I think that's something people just don't know is possible. Like it's called shorting. It's like you guys can Google it, but it's when you make money as the market is falling. And a lot of people, a lot of professional traders are out there making tons of money, hands over fist when the market falls. And they are just waiting for the market to fall. So I think it's about more so being ready, like learning now so that when the market does fall, you can take advantage of it. Right. Now that's interesting. With all that you're doing now, I mean, I see that you are firmly a, a believer in investing and what it can do to change lives. Knowing what you know now and doing what you're doing now, what is the impact that you intend to have on the world with your work? Yes. So with teaching the students, I don't know if I mentioned the million dollar a day challenge that we've like my team and I have put on ourselves, but if we can teach a thousand students to make a thousand dollars in a day, that's a million dollars in a day. And if you can just imagine a million dollars in a day being generated by people of color, women and young adults, like how would they impact the world? I think about clean water initiatives and being able to provide clean water, like not just put a Band-Aid on it and go buy water bottles, but like, no, like we can have the money to build infrastructure to provide clean water to nations. We can help with mental health. Like we can sponsor ministries that help mental health and get more people aware. Like we can help with more like women, build more women-owned businesses, which they're already doing. But like I said, are they being profitable? Like how can we help them? Like I think 
there's something to the fact that when you generate money, you also open doors mm-hmm. and you also get access to power that wasn't there. Impact the education system. There's just so many things that have been limited to us. When I say us, just people of color and minorities and just marginalized people groups. Like there's been so many things that are limited by money. And so now with, that we have this ability to start generating money, like now we can open all those doors. Healthcare, that's huge. People can't even get good healthcare because they don't have the money to afford it. Now we can help with that. I think I can just imagine big ministries and big movements being changed because we have the access to fund mm-hmm. those things. That's my dream. If there's one thing you want people to know about money, what would it be? Money is a tool, not a mindset. So when I think about money, I don't think of it as, oh, I get a chance to boast or it makes me a better person because it doesn't. Like you get money and things are still the same. For me anyway, I have money in my account, but I'm still the same Terry. I still cannot control the fact that electricity goes off in South Africa, sitting in the dark, you know, like I can't control those things. People think money will buy happiness. It won't. You're still going to be, if you were lonely before, you're still going to be lonely after. Like there's, it doesn't do that. But what it does allow you to do is it gives you access into certain rooms and it's a tool to help more people. So now you have the ability to speak up for people who didn't have a voice before. And so that's what I would tell people about money. It's a tool. It's a tool that you can use to make the world better, but it's not going to change how you feel about yourself. That you have to do on your own. That's like a self-help activity. Right. Good advice. Thank you, Terry. How can our audience connect with you? Sure. There's two ways. If you go to itradeandtravel.com, we have a webinar there on how I make $1,000 a day. So I think that's a free webinar awesome place to start so you can just kind of see what is this girl talking about like is she for real that's at itradeandtravel.com and then on instagram at i'm an investor instagram at i'm an investor all right terry thank you so much for joining us on the show and sharing your vision and your work with us i'm really excited about what you're doing and i hope to see it grow like crazy from here on out for you so thanks for sharing with us Thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to be here. (laughs) Definitely my pleasure. All right, friends, my inspiration junkies, thank you for being here with us. I hope you were inspired by this and we'll connect with Terry. And we're going to call it here. Thank you for joining us on season five of That's What She Did. Until next time, we out. We out.